Your Locked On Golden Knights, your daily podcast on the Vegas Golden Knights, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. They're going to start calling him Lord Stonely. Mark Stone says that he played with a broken wrist through most of the deciding game five against the uh, Florida Panthers in the Stanley Cup final. And we'll talk about that. We return right here on Lockdown Golden Knights. Not the best open I've ever done. Uh, Tony Cardasco, Chris Golick from Las Vegas. Thanks for making us your first listen each and every day. You can find us on the YouTube channel, Lockdown Golden Knights. Please subscribe there. Of course, uh, you could find us on Twitter or X at TD Chris G, at Tony Dasco, at Lockdown VGK. Thanks for making us your first listen each and every day. Of course, you could find our podcast wherever you get your podcast. You like Lord Stonely? Did you like that? That's fine. That's fine. That's fine. Stonely Cup. What, was that like Pat McAvee's like like uh, accent he was doing when he was saying he's a champion? <laughs> that was kind of funny. Oh, he's funny. I, you got McAvee's good. Him. No, he's he's. I mean. It's great. It's, 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 it's fun. It is. It is. It is. And he, he, he doesn't does, swear too much. He doesn't swear too much. No, never. I, how's he going to do this on ESPN? That's my question. Oh, this um, show's moving? Yeah. He's going to put it on ESPN. Yeah. He just signed that big contract. Oh. Three-hour shows, podcast are just Th- way that, too that, much. That explains uh, all, all, the, all the donation money he has then, I guess. Yeah, for sure. Uh, so Mark Stone telling Pat McAfee yesterday that he broke his left wrist in the first period against the Panthers game five of the Stanley cup final. He said that he took a whack on his left wrist and that happened in the first period in the clinching game. And he said that the trainers dialed him in. (laughs) (laughs) So they took care of him with some really good meds. And he said, some some jungle juice, some jungle juice, some jungle juice, uh, the legal variety. Uh, and he said yeah. there's no mm-hmm. way that he was going to miss hoisting the cup. So great effort on his part. Uh, did not know that he had that injury. And so I did have an opportunity last night to talk to the guys that were down on the ice as soon as VGK won the Stanley Cup, the photographers. Did you notice anything or whatever? They were telling me, so our good friend Al Powers, of course, the uh, guy that took the money shot of BGK players kind of in the configuration of a heart right after the game. Uh, And so he he said that there was a certain way that he noticed, and he's trying to find some photos uh, to justify this as well. And then I watched some videos of the celebration over at Omnia right afterwards. And there was a certain way that Stone was handing the cup over to players. So he used his left hand at the top of the cup, right? And he pushed the cup up with his right hand. And they were noticing, they go, there was something going on there because of the way that we thought that it was his back, perhaps, that was bothering him. In any event, you get slashed on the wrist. I couldn't find the video of who did it. But first period comes back. And he has a hat trick for the Vegas Golden Knights. That is an exceptional performance by Lord Stonely. What period in game five was it where Stone got his stick busted, knocks down the defenseman, 
comes down and uh, what assists on a goal was that the first or the third period i can't remember I can't or was remember. it the, or was it the second period either way i i don't i honestly can't recall um but i i did watch some of the highlights from the game trying to see if i could spot something and no. I don't know, whatever they gave him between the periods was definitely uh well, they let's see in his him? words What's that? Florida, was Florida targeting him? You know, I game? think everyone was targeting and targeting Stone, and I think part of maybe he was just breaking down. Maybe his wrist already was starting to break down because he was getting whacked left and right. You know, the entire playoff um, took a, took a few things between the periods to make sure she was good to go. I thought that was a, a pretty <laughs> funny quote from uh, the McAfee show, definitely. But uh, hockey players are tough. I mean, uh, I like what Pat McAfee said when. Cause Stone was on the show not long after they won the Stanley Cup, and he didn't even bring it up. Didn't even mention anything about the broken wrist. Like, ah, no big deal. I had injury. I played through it. Um, Jack Eichel plays the last, you know, what, 10, 12 games, whatever it was last season with a broken thumb. You know, uh, I hate to compare to LeBron James right now, but I'm on the I'm on the Michael Jordan path of, uh, you know, the belief that Jordan is a far better, far superior player than LeBron James will ever be. And you watch all these videos of LeBron James just completely flopping and being carried off the court because he has a hangnail and stuff. And he would not be a good hockey player. He would not make a good hockey player. No, not at all. And a lot of those NBA players would not be making a very good hockey player either. All um, I, okay, so the empty net goal. Um, if I recall correctly, on the empty netter, first he hit he hit pipe, right, on the first attempt. Was your pipe or close? It was right there, yeah. No, it definitely hit. I just, okay. I remember it hitting off. And then the second it's clearly one, rigged, clearly rigged. It was so, so rigged. The second one went wide right, but his third attempt was really sharp. Of course, he uses his right hand. Well, it had some English on it, though, Tony. Like, it yeah. had some English on it. Yeah, but the third <laughs> one was a charm, and that's the one that he put in the net. But again, it right-handed, and he was able to just guide it, obviously. You just used the top hand to kind of hang out of the top of the stick, and then you take that shot with your right hand, but he did make it. And that was incredible. I thought more incredible was the fact that when Mark Stone had the cup, he said he gave us an exact amount of beers that could fit in the top of the cup. 16, 16. <laughs> now are those the tall boys or are those the 12 ounces? I don't know, but you know, I don't know. A lot, of, a lot of the guys kind of got that like IPA vibe going on. How many ounces? Yeah, know? but how many ounces? Like shorter, shorter, like 12 ounce, 12 ounce beers, definitely. Not, I don't even think like 16 ounce bottles, 12 ounce, definitely. I'm just curious because uh, also Stone, something else that stood out, uh, him saying that he would be lying if he said that his life has not changed after winning the Stanley Cup. And that's what happens. And, you know, I don't know because. When this team comes back, it will be different. Uh, they might not have the hunger that they had last season. They might intensify that hunger uh, because they already have a taste of winning. Like Stone said, you know, he said he has an appetite to come back and to win the cup again because there's no feeling like winning the Stanley Cup or the Stonely Cup. <laughs> so Stone mentioned that once the season starts, which is basically going to be the banner raising game, the first home game at T-Mobile Arena, that's the last time the team will officially be in possession of the Stanley Cup. You'll probably see it pop up around Vegas during the season and such, but 
that's the last time like it'll be on the ice. I'll take one final picture, whoever the opening night roster is. And then the game starts and last season is kind of forgotten about, at least in the locker room. Um, I, I like the conversation where McAfee was saying that what the confetti is contagious, I think was the yeah, quote. Yeah. Talked about Brady, talked about Aaron Donald and stuff like that and how it, you know, pushed him to not, you know, to not stay in retirement or not retire and come back. And, you know, it's a, it's a feeling that's, that's irreplaceable. And how many NHL athletes even get a chance to make it to a conference final, let alone have the opportunity to be in the final and win the Stanley Cup? Um, going back, just talking about how hard it is to get to this point, uh, George McPhee in one of the, the few non-American broadcasts, uh, non-American podcasts that he's appeared in. There you go, Tony. That was for you. Thanks, um, man. he mentioned, that in one of his conversations, it's just a simple perspective, but only four teams win two playoff rounds every year, and that's it. So it just gives you an example of how, you know, extremely difficult it is to even get a shot to flirt with raising the Stanley Cup. And the fact that the Golden Knights did it, you know, they're hungry. It's the same group coming back. I think that's certainly a big help. There is not one outside, you know, the the market free agent or anything like that. Not yet. We'll see what happens when the season starts with injuries and such because they're going to happen. It's Vegas. So what happens. But as of now, it's the exact same team, of course, less Riley Smith at this point. Obviously, it's Tay Bluger, Jonathan Quick, fine. But there's no new players from the outside. So Bill Kessel's gone. Kessel's Steve gone, Carp, yes. But I'm, Carp said that he heard that he might be playing abroad in Switzerland. I don't know. Florida or Tampa. Okay, but he's not. I don't know. I don't think he's back in the NHL. But in any event, correct. Yeah, no, he's not. He's not signed right now. He's not signed. But point being is, there's no outside players that are coming into the Golden Knights. So the locker room stays intact. Not that it would matter if someone came from the outside did come in, but the locker room is intact. And you know, there's 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 a different chip on the shoulder now, right? Because I'm sure the players have heard, you know, oh, they beat the Florida Panthers, the eight seed. It doesn't really matter. And, you know, it's rigged. There you go, Tony, another one for you and all that. So it'll be, you know, nice for for the players to, uh, you know, stick it to the rest of uh, the NHL one more time. Mark Stone is a player that is on the way down. He mentioned during this interview, he said he'll play as long as he can and until they kick him off the ice. He doesn't work out anymore. He said he's not lifting or doing any workouts. And so he's spent way too much time with Phil Kessel. Yeah. No well, yeah, he's probably that's the role model, I guess. You know, if you're talking about guys that just show up eating hot dogs and such. Uh so yeah, so I'm just curious how much longer his body holds up because and and the younger guys and he said that you have to be more of a thinker at this stage of his career than someone he goes i'm not gonna outskate people i thought that was brilliant look at peyton manning and what he did (laughs) you know there was a time peyton manning was able to beat the other team with his strength and you know stuff like that and then the longer peyton manning stayed in the game the smarter he got i mean think about when he was with denver when he won the super bowl in his last year's in Indy, he didn't move on. He didn't move. Like he didn't move. He could not run anybody. All they did one time actually call like a naked bootleg for Peyton Manning. And that was pretty funny. Go, go find that on YouTube. It was and him, him talking about it afterwards is just remarkable. But I mean, kind of the same thing with, you know, a player like Mark Stone. He's not the fastest. He doesn't have the hardest shots. He's, you know, there's a lot of uh, things we can point out that are flaws in his game, but he's a good player. 
He's a great teammate. And he's probably still a student of the game, still learning, spending, putting the time in the film room, putting the time in, you know, with the video team and listening to Cassidy when it comes to scheming for games, because Cassidy is, you know, one of the best there is as far as in-game adjustments goes and things like that. And when you have Cassidy and Mark Stone on the same page, continuing to learn the game together, that's going to keep him on the ice for a very long time health pending and his back pending, of course. In uh, the playoffs, Stone with 24 points, and he said that he credited a lot of the time off. He said he felt that he could continue to play uh, even after game five because he had that time off. And we know that we've called him Mark Stowe because he was maybe better sooner. Uh, scored the first hat trick since 1999 uh, in a game clincher, I believe. I think it was Peter Forsberg back in 1999. Oh, that's again. That's that's against the Florida Panthers. So I it was I against actually, the Panthers too. Yeah, I watched that game. So all right, shout out to my old doggy Topaz. Okay, you ready for this story? Wait, wait, wait. This is a dog. We Topaz. have a dog story coming here. We have a dog story coming here, Tony. Okay, but at least it's not in the Stanley Cup. If you tell me, no, that the dog was in the, the cup, dog was not in the Stanley it. Cup. So my neighbors across the street, my old Glendale Heights days now, Glendale Heights, Illinois, um, neighbors. Put dogs across the street had puppies. My mom was didn't did not want us to get a dog. You know, we had a dog already and we didn't want to get another dog. So one day my mom was taking a nap. I go across the street, I grab one of the puppies with permission, of course, and I put the puppy on the bed and my mom couldn't say no at that point. And then we named the puppy Topaz. Later that night, me and Topaz were watching that game of the Stanley Cup where the Colorado Avalanche actually won the cup against the Panthers. Me and Topi were right there watching it. So she was a good, she was a hockey dog. And so Topi liked, it was a she, it was a she. She Topaz, liked yeah. hockey. She liked, she liked hockey. hockey and squirrels. Okay. She loved eating them. She was a husky. She was a husky. husky she, wow. Yeah, she was like part husky, kind of part wolf, part something. And little critters that came into the yard left um, not in the same fashion, including skunks. That was bad. If you ever gone through having a skunk, yeah, having your dog eat a skunk, oh, my God, it's. No. No, thanks. Is this segment uh, three or segment one? It feels like yeah, segment yeah, this three. Is, it feels like segment. It's got that feel, but we also do want to mention that Pat McAvee made good on his promise oh, yes. to this donate nice. $250,000 because, remember, Stone was on the show, and he said that he would donate $250,000 if the Golden Knights won the Stanley Cup. And so this was the return visit by Stone. I guess he was on before, but they forgot about the donation or something. But in any event, it goes, the money will stay here in Southern Nevada and will go to help uh, the youth and the young um, cancer patients here, which is definitely um, the charity of choice for Mark Stone cure for the kids. He does a lot with that. And we've talked about his former roommate and that player and the player's uh, kid having cancer and how close that is to him. And he's got a child now and he wants all the kids to be healthy. So that's a great cause. Definitely. And Stone, like you can tell when players are fluffing through mm-hmm. a discussion like that. But Stone spent a lot of time discussing how important cure for uh the cure for the kids, number four, not not spelled out for cure for the kids foundation. Um, he took the time to mention how important it was to the spouses, to the players. They spend a lot of time there. Weren't able to spend a lot of time around there during COVID, but obviously those days are past. Thank God. And now they're able to be more visible um, around uh, that organization, the organization. Um, but here's the, the a funny twist to that. McAfee pledged 
that if Stone got four goals in the clinching game, they would double it to 500,000. <laughs> so McAvee almost had a little bit of a sweat there, definitely down, yeah, uh, he's got down the stretch. And then, but he did double, double down for next season. If the Golden Knights do yeah. go back to back, the donation is going to be 500,000. And we haven't even started talking about hat trick qualifiers or anything like that. So maybe if the Golden Knights play their cards right, they can, they can get a mill out of, uh, McAfee for, uh, for the cure for the kids was foundation it, was it 250k also for jackie aces if he scored yeah, a hat trick there was, was that i thought there was 250 but they definitely but they, they they gave a bounty um prior to the start of the playoffs when eichel was on the show where if he had gotten gotten's probably not a word but if he had if he had logged a hat trick i can't remember if it was a quarter milli or if it was 100k or what it was but whatever the amount was it took Eichel back like it's hard to get a reaction out of Jack Eichel when you're talking to him <laughs> in on camera or off camera it's kind of is he, he, is he a tough. good poker player yeah, um you know I asked him about that actually it's funny you mentioned you that when uh NHL media day okay. so before I I basically gave Eichel a chance to take a shot at Buffalo um somehow the conversation the question before me I forgot who asked it um, but Eichel mentioned about poker on the plane and sitting next to Marcheseau and stuff like that. And then, so I started my question. I said, listen, I've seen Marcheseau play poker before. That's gotta be easy money. And Eichel just kind of nodded his head and smiled a little bit. And then we went on to, you know, whatever, whatever question. What, what I, I took him down a path so he could take a shot at Buffalo and he did. Uh, speaking of bounties, our good friend Rita, who is an avid listener and follower. She has a bounty on your, never mind. She has a bounty on whoever slashed Mark Stone's wrist. So she definitely wants to find out who. Uh, coming up next, Eric, Hi, Rita. Cur- <laughs> Hi, Rita. <laughs> Eric Carlson, his move out of the Pacific Division. So who will take his place as the leading blue liner, leading defenseman, offensive defenseman, what have you? We'll get into all that when we return here right after this on Lockdown Golden Knights. Football season is starting to kick off, and FanDuel is giving you the chance to win all season long. Because right now, when you bet on a Super Bowl winner, you get you can get bonus bets every time that they win during the course of the regular season. That's right. Just pick any team to win the Super Bowl, and you'll get bonus bets for every victory. So, of course, we don't know if you should pick the Raiders here locally. Sorry, Raider fans. But... I would maybe take a nice little wager on the Kansas City Chiefs, teams like that, and our Philadelphia Eagles, perhaps, rematch. Of course, you can use those bonus bets on spreads and player props, over-unders, and much, much more. So visit FanDuel.com slash LockedOn and start earning bonus bets with America's number one sportsbook. That's FanDuel.com slash LockedOn. Take some time, visit FanDuel, and make sure that you check out the money lines, the props, and everything else around your team. Welcome back to Lockdown Golden Knights. Tony Cardasco, Chris Golick from Las Vegas. Thanks for making us your first listen each and every day. I was going to say game because I'm in game mode. Every every third day. Every <laughs> Each and every third day for now. Monday through Friday here very shortly because as soon as they have that fan caravan that goes to different cities, that signals that the season is right around the corner. Uh, Chicago Bears, you going to bet on them on FanDuel? To, to I'll, I mean, I'll take them to cover a lot of the games because everyone's going to think they're going to be crap and stuff. I'll, I'll take the Bears if 68% of the betting public is on the other side. How's that? 
Exactly. Uh, <laughs> my Jets, man. My Jets, of course. That's who I would bet on, of course. The, the Bears got a really good running back in Justin Fields. Yeah, they they really do. Uh, life after Eric Carlson at the Pacific Division. I wanted to talk about this because now that he's gone, who will be that elite defenseman within the Pacific Division? Um, he's a Norris defenseman who scored over 100 points this past season, uh, traded to the Penguins where him and Riley Smith are going to have fun. One of the best quotes of the last few days, uh, Tom Wilson of Washington. Now, of course, that Carlson's back there, he said he's going to try to make Carlson's life difficult playing against Pittsburgh. He's going to make his life difficult in any event. Tom Wilson got to stay on the ice first, but yeah. <laughs> Let's talk about some of the replacements for Carlson. So who will be the next Carlson in, not that Carlson, in the Pacific Division? I think the first thing we're going to look at is the Norris voting for last year and see who the highest player from the Pacific was as far as Norris consideration. And Eric Carlson ran away with it. I mean, over 80% of the vote. So not much surprise there. Uh, the highest ranking player from the Pacific is actually Quinn Hughes. Quinn Hughes. Quinn yeah. Hughes. He only got about 5% of the share of the vote. Um, it's not an award just for the best offensive defenseman, but it certainly seems like you got to be around a point per game ish, you know, at least get that 70 point threshold to get that consideration. Quinn Hughes, seven goals, 69 assists, 76 points, 68 points in the previous season. Um, the next closest person, Vince Dunn. This is actually someone I didn't even, wasn't even on my radar. So look at it. Vince Seattle, Dunn. Right? Yeah. Vince Dunn in Seattle, uh, 81 games played 64 points, 50 assists, 14 goals. So there's certainly potential there. And then I mean, I'll stick with Vegas. You have to – Petrangelo and Shea Theodore do not get any consideration for the Norris, not that I believe at least. But you have to wonder if one of them possibly could. I don't know if Petrangelo's offensive output is going to be enough to get that attention. 54 um, points? Yeah, 54 points, and he's never gotten – I mean, 54 is actually a – looks like a career high that he matched one <laughs> other time in St. Louis. Um, as far as the player that I think that has the best chance to pop as far as, you know, being a bit eye catching is Shea Theodore. Uh, he was on pace for 61 points adjusted last season. Had he played all 82 games, he only played 55 games due to, uh, various injuries, I believe, unfortunately, but Shea Theodore does have the ability to move the puck. Well, he can score some very nice goals. We saw that, that goal where Tony keeps telling everyone how the, the player fell down on the Florida Panthers when Shea Theodore uh, was able to make that uh, nice cross ice uh, crossover, breaking his ankles. He but broke no ankles. They were no already ankles. broken. He broke no ankles. That's fine. Um, Shea Theodore, eight goals, 33 assists, which would translate to probably 10 or 11 goals and, you know, pushing about 50 assists if he would have played the entire season. Can Theodore possibly get to that 70 point number, which is where it seems to, you know, you need to be? I think so. Um, he has that ability. There's going to be a lot of scoring on the Golden Knights, especially if he's going to be spending time around uh, around the Barbashev line. There you go, Tony. And uh, we'll see if Theodore can make that jump. Marcia So is the center, so, of course, he's got his own line, too. I thought maybe <laughs> that's a top line. Uh, what about Evan Bouchard? Ooh, um, I don't know his stats offhand, but that's certainly a name. Of um, Edmonton, of course, yeah. Yeah, give me 10 seconds. I'll no, it's okay. Stat just, line, and that's where yeah. we're going to... 
All right. Uh, here it is right here. Evan Bouchard. 40 points, all 82 games. Um, the tough thing about Edmonton, if your name doesn't rhyme with McDavid or Dreisaitl, like, do you even exist? Like, oh, that's, if they that's... win a cup, if they win a cup, then everyone gets awards. I mean, not Vegas. If Vegas wins a cup, they get got. Okay. You're saying you're nothing. suggesting the Oilers are going to win a cup. Let's just stop the conversation right there. Them, them and the Leafs are never going to win the cup. That's just Although, how that's going to go. They're ranked according to FanDuel higher. No, the mon- the money coming VGK. the money coming in on FanDuel is higher than the money on VGK. That's the better way to say that. Um, uh, listen, Oilers just you got me going, Tony. Um, the, the, I, I'm, I still have ABBA music dancing. When, when Tony mentions when when Tony mentions Tony mentioning something good about the Oilers' possibilities of you know making a deep playoff run is equal to Tony reacting to William Carlson scoring an empty net goal. Except if I do a karate kick, I'll be on my back and the show's going to end right there. But yeah. I don't know. We'll see. Well, Stone not, and I, I'm not neither one down. of us, neither one of us work out. So we just do this. We're very heady. We're very heady. I lift um, coffee cups. I lift coffee cups and beer cans. <laughs> 16, 16 beers. Okay. In case you have the cup in the future, right? You can, that's how many it holds. Um, but the but that's West, big. That's pretty deep. Think about that for a second. That's pretty deep. <laughs> I wonder how many cups they went through, you know, times 16. That's the question. Fair enough. Uh, so the Western uh, Conference is really rich with defensemen um, that could. Drew Doughty. Well, we, you know, I didn't mention Drew Doughty. Yeah, uh, he's still out there lurking. But again, you know, in the conference, of course, on the other side in the other division, you've got Kale McCarr, you've got Mara Hiskinen, you've got Josh Morrissey. I mean, there's some uh, pretty potent scoring power. Uh, within this conference overall. Um, yeah, looking at previous Norris winners from the conference, Eric Carlson, of course, last year, uh, Giordano from Cal Gary in 2019, uh, Drew Doughty, 2016 Los Angeles Kings. Um, 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 um. Okay, that's it since 1994. So <laughs> recently, <laughs> the Pacific has been doing okay. Maybe not necessarily, uh, you know, a long time ago, though. Uh, Drew Dye did win it in 2016, so maybe he can have a repeat of that. Who knows? Okay. Yeah, I'm not quite sure, but it'd be interesting to see who is that replacement, who becomes, because I think it's a wide open field. Do you agree? I mean, it's going to certainly be. I mean, and I don't know if, I mean, Eric Carlson, him, Brent Burns, same player, right? I mean, I'm sure mm-hmm. I'm sure some of San Jose can tell me a little bit differently, but same player, very good on the other side of the blue line not as good when they get on their side of the blue line although i will say um i did gain a new appreciation for eric carlson the couple times i did watch him live from the press box because you get that really good east west view instead of where my seats are like up in the corner so you really get to see how he works the puck on the blue line keeping the puck in creating something out of nothing just to get scoring chances and such and And you know that tom wilson takes his head off Okay. Tom. Now that's I mean, going to be fun. That's going to be fun. This is Tom fun. Wilson's going to be the face of the Washington Capitals <laughs> after after Alex Ovechkin. But <laughs> after let, Alex that, let that sit time. in for a second. Let I that know. sit for a second. Seven times seven. What was it? Seven. Seven times seven. It doesn't even start until twenty four twenty five though. Oh my goodness! So you got eight insane. years of Tom Wilson over under six hundred. So what? Six hundred sixty something games is what he should play. Over under 437 games played in between now and the end of this uh, seven-year deal. You said Shea Theodore. The fans were really down on Shea Theodore. Were they not in the playoffs? 
uh, they're down on his girl. You think that? I mean, Shea Theodore, he's his injuries linger, and you can see it. You can see when it does. Um, hopefully, he'll have a full se- a, a season of health. You know, some players when they come back from an injury, they're fine. You know, they just kind of where they left off. But even Jack Eichel, we saw him struggle for a pocket of seven, eight games coming back from that injury. I believe he sustained in Detroit, where he missed some time. Forgive me if I'm wrong on that. Um, right. Okay, no, so there was the game when they, they rushed him back, right? Because I I remember covering a game. I was standing in the corner during warm-ups, and I'm watching Jack Eichel out there. I'm like, he doesn't look good at all. Right. And then he wound up missing time after that particular game. And even when he came back, like, he didn't look good for a while. So mm-hmm. Theodore, kind of same thing. But, uh, you know, we'll see uh, see if they can get back to better health next season. Coming up next, where is the Stanley Cup? We return with more after this. You are listening and watching Locked On Golden Knights. Hi again, everyone. Tony Cardasco, Chris Golick from Las Vegas. Thanks for making us your first listen. Please subscribe to the YouTube channel, Locked On Golden Knights. And don't forget on Fridays, it's WTF, What the Friday. That's our weekly feature where we get your comments, and that's always a lot of fun. I think our most fun segment of the week, although calling him Lord Stonely might rank up there uh where is the stanley cup well as part of the mcafee show yesterday we saw some of the highlights Woo! shut up tony people were throwing that out there yesterday thanks man thanks bro they've been throwing out there since the segment you brought this (laughs) on yourself bro bro well they showed more you know carlson uh i guess well they showed the entire speech which is funnier now to me than it was at the time okay uh, you know, at the uh, the celebration for the cup. And then they talked about Stone uh, was talking about Willie Carlson dancing with his mom again to ABBA and Dancing Queen, which they finally, uh, the keeper of the cup, actually, Twitter handle, they actually had some clean video, sort of clean. Uh, it's cold there right now, right? Because it's winter time. Yeah, they're deep into winter time, I think, there in Sweden. I, 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 I lost my globe. Let me look at my globe and see. <laughs> but that was kind of funny. Uh, one of our guys up in Canada, um, Carp is his name, K-A-R-P, not like Steve oh. Carp, uh, sent me uh, something yesterday because he's from up there in uh, Kitchener. And so the Kitchener, Canada, uh, native Nick Hague of the uh, the Golden Knights will be bringing the Stanley Cup there to the Activa Sports uh, Plex if you're up there on Sunday, August 27th. So that's pretty cool from 10 until 2. So that's good to know that that's happening there. And um, Stone, I guess, Stone might have been one of the players, that party of like 80 people after they put some some beverages in there for the kiddos, uh, the non-alcoholic jungle juice, if you will, the grape juice. I think that they really, I'm guessing they went in on the cup. It's the first time that we've heard that anyone is like, oh, yeah, it holds 16 beers. And, you know, we had a you know pretty good chug it. You think they're trying to chug it? And that thing, and, and again. Someone chugs 16 cup, beers, they die. <laughs> they probably would be dead. Yeah, exactly. Uh, but in any event, it sounded like that was one of the best celebrations, perhaps. And we haven't heard of much more. I thought Eichel's would get out of hand, but everything looks too calm. What I will say is it is very nice seeing the videos and everything popping up of the community involvement. You know, taking them, a lot of the players are showing them to the first responders and taking them to places like that or 
hospitals or just simply putting them out there in the public on the beaches. And, you know, it's really nice just watching these players kind of give back and they're celebrating their big moment by just taking it where they grew up or where they currently live and just letting everyone take in and be a part of it. And I mean, I couldn't imagine, you know, being from some small, smallish town or even like a mid-sized town or something like that. And, you know, one of our heroes from the town goes on to win the Stanley Cup. And, uh, you know, there it is at our town hall or there it is in a parade, but not a parade of tens of thousands of people or anything like that. You know, a few hundred people and boom, there's a Stanley Cup and just the way that must make, you know, make you feel. And it's pretty amazing to watch. I definitely would like to see the Cup in Williamsport. I definitely would like to see it back there. Uh, Their first game actually is it's uh, today. 9 a.m. 9 a.m. local time. Okay, so on Friday we'll be talking about that, but they are playing Smithfield, Rhode Island, which I projected, and I don't even know anything about. Well, because UNLV plays Bryant University, little known, right, on the opening game on September the 2nd in football. And so as soon as I saw that Smithfield, uh, Rhode, Rhode Island, they had a team, I said, wow, wouldn't that be cool? Like as a prelude to this football game. If Henderson took care of business and then UNLV takes care of business. I want us, I'm going to give it, we're going to do a a WTW right now. What the Wednesday right now. Okay. You didn't like that angle? No, I did like it. I I, I did like it, but I was half tuned in when I was thinking about my, what the Wednesday comments. Oh, you were thinking about your dog. I'll catch, I'll catch three. Yeah. 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 Rest rest in peace. No. So Golden Knight. What was the dog's name again? Topaz. Topaz. Okay. Topaz. That's a cool name, actually. It was, it was a good name. And you puppy. call the dog Topi. 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 Um, so I'll try and find a picture of us. I think I got it. It has to be somewhere. a hockey dog if you're giving the dog a nickname. There you go. I like it. And, and it ends in an I or a Y, too. So there you go. Right. So Golden Knight fans have just loved to tear apart the Oakland, or she's sorry, tear apart the the Las Vegas Raiders for not tweeting, Thank for you. not doing all these things. You know, the loss, the Raiders actually gave more money to the Little League team than the Golden Knights did. See, I, I when people and ask I'm not knocking me, the Golden Knights. I want to be clear. I'm not knocking no, the Golden it's Knights. Nice I'm just reminding people. I'm it's reminding nice, people. It's nice that they are contributing, the Raiders. And when people said, well, where's their donation? Because I tweeted out about the 10000 I said it's probably something under the radar. They just didn't want to publicize it. And it doesn't and, need to be publicized. It doesn't need to be. No, it's it, it's nice. You know, what's nice is just seeing that uh, that everyone is contributing. Uh, I saw yesterday that uh, Dollar Loan Center, I think, gave the kiddos $100,000. They're living in the bougie suites. Yeah. I mean, travel uh, and everything else. Uh, so yeah. you have the Golden Knights have contributed, the Raiders the current Oakland A's, because I don't want to own them right now. Uh, and they gave money as well. They're going to be the Las Vegas A's. The, the A's gave the the highest donation of the professional team so far. How which much is, was that again? I think they were, I, I feel like it was either 2015-10 or 25-15-10. 25K The Raiders gave 20. Raiders, Raiders gave 20. So athletics, I think, me, athletics gave 15. Either way, the well, Golden Knights came in third. And players. The Golden Knights hit the show on the board. There you go. We appreciate everyone tuning <laughs> in. We thank you so much for making us your first listen every day. And uh, make sure that you do subscribe to the YouTube channel. Uh, we appreciate everyone that subscribes there. And on Friday, it'll be WTF, what the Friday. And who knows what's going to happen or what'll be in store. We had a 
switch again, another audible, because we were going to focus on who's going to be the next Eric Carlson as our top topic. But things change around here. We always have news with the Lord Stonely news. <laughs> From my man, Chris Golick. I'm Tony Cardasco. We come to you from Las Vegas. We appreciate you tuning in. We'll see you again Friday right here on Lockdown Golden Knights.